One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. You guys look really angelic. And you smell like roses. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the pose there. It's cool. I was going to wear a tie in honor of you guys today, but then I looked at the weather forecast. And How are the robes feeling, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I want to I show... I'm going to zoom forward here and mess with the slides for a minute because I want to say this now instead of later. But Friday night, we had this gathering out in uh, Fall City at... There's kind of a, a farm there in the background, and there were animal noises going on, and it was really fun. But this is the shawl, the shawl ministry uh, picture, and uh, it was a beautiful thing. And I just want to make sure you guys see that. So thanks again to all of you who were part of that. And I'm going to go back now to... Um, am I, can you get me back on, on track there? There we go. Okay. So... Um, why do we why do we do confirmation? I've I've only got a few words, and uh, so listen carefully, guys. I want this is directed mostly to you, and everybody else can eavesdrop. But why do we do what we did for the last eight or nine months? And I want to tell you why. This is some research that was done by uh, Christian Smith, who's a sociologist at uh, University of North Carolina. It's it's probably the most thorough research done with high school. Um, with, the, with high school kids and what they believe. And there's five uh, uh, tenets or uh, beliefs that came through out of that research. First of all, uh, they, the, the typical uh, high school kid who may follow, say they follow Christ would say, a God exists who created and ordered the world and watches over human life on earth. Number two, God wants people to be good, nice, and fair to each other as taught in the Bible and by most world religions. Number three, the central goal of life is to be happy and to feel good about yourself. And then number four, God does not need to be particularly involved in one's life except when God is needed to resolve a problem. And number five, good people go to heaven when they die. And I don't, I, I, as I look at that, I want to say that's why we do confirmation. Most of that is half true at best. And there's some lies that are mixed in there. The God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, is way bigger than the things that are on that list. And he, there's nothing there about sin or that he died on a cross for us. And here's the thing I want to focus on just for a few minutes. He is so personal. There's nothing personal about the God, and I hate to say that, but that most Christian young people believe in. It's not personal. And you've just heard some testimonies that would say it is personal. So I want you to realize that. And it's not just about going to heaven. Some of the things that we just heard are, this is why we do confirmation. We want to straighten out our thinking. And we want to get a personal faith. 
And um, so I'm just going to focus on two lines from the psalm that was read. This is a psalm that's very personal. That's the only reason I chose it. It's so personal. And the, the first thing is the day of trouble. And if you heard about these story, I mean, uh, Kaylee, I mean, my goodness, and your smile is so beautiful. And to, have, to go through what you went through, uh, I mean, I don't know, that was powerful. Your day of trouble was very real. And Charles, you mentioned your, with your dad, that's very real stuff. And all of you, the, do you know how hard it is to be a teen, a ninth grader? And especially, I'm going to say this, especially in an area like this of high expectations and high performance, it is hard. the anxiety. I don't know if you heard about the, the Aaron, Haley, the anxiety factor is really, really high. And I'd love to tell you that when you get older, it goes away, <laughs> but it doesn't. So laugh about it because that might help. <laughs> but it, it is, it's, it's a very real thing. The day of trouble. Everybody who's here, and you guys, you know this, you, you will have days of trouble. One of Jesus' promises that we don't like to put on a refrigerator, is he said, in this life you will have trouble. <laughs> thanks, thanks Jesus, yeah. <laughs> but that comes from a man who died on a cross. He knows See, it's very personal. Your, your trouble, your day of trouble is personal to you. You know that feeling in your gut when it, you, something's coming on, you've got to worry about whatever it is. You guys are old enough to know what that, your parents are not going to be able to protect you from all of that stuff. The days of trouble have already come. And it's personal when it comes. It's not an abstract. It's very much, and so for Jesus, it was personal. He died on a Friday it was very personal. His pain was personal. His day of trouble. So that's the first thing, how personal that is. And then the second thing is, and this is all I'm going to get, say here, you guys, this is, I'm saying pay attention because this is like going through a really small town. If you don't look, you won't see it. But to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple is very personal as well. Now here's the deal. You guys look great today. I've already said that, and you really do. And we're proud of you. There's pride in this room, and there is such a thing as good pride. Not all pride is there's bad pride, good pride. Well, we got good pride for you guys. And uh, we, as parents and uh, adults, look at the exterior. Uh, God looks at the heart. And we're doing our best. We'd love to look into your hearts. Well, maybe not always, but you wouldn't want to look in hearts either. So, uh, but, it's, but the heart is the thing that God looks at. And so we're, we have to settle for what we see on the outside oftentimes. And when we see you guys doing the right things, getting good grades, getting, doing well in sports, I mean, we're, just, we're there applauding. And when, you know, you're not in gangs. If you are, I haven't heard about it. And, you, you know, we, we hope things for you like sexual purity and that you won't do drugs and alcohol and stuff that, you know, just bad stuff. That, that, so we, we applaud you for the external stuff that we see. But we don't always know what's really going on in your heart. But God does. And what's really going on in your heart is, is we hope, and this is the thing that um, we would hope for you more than anything else. And I say this because parents need to be reminded of this, that all of that stuff that we, on the external side that we applaud is not really the main thing. The main thing is your heart and the development of your heart. And do you have an appetite for God the way the psalmist does? Do you long for God? Do you desire God? Is, is it your longing to be in his presence? Uh, that's the thrust of the Bible. And 
uh, to gaze upon his beauty and to seek him in his temple is what we would want for you more than anything else. More than good grades. And more than what, yeah, I mean, we're glad you guys are getting confirmed today, but it's all about the heart. We did this with you the last year. Your mentors, your parents supported you because we want your hearts to seek God, to love God, and to want to be with him forever. That's what it's all about. Am I right? Okay. All right. All right. Now, the cool thing we're going to be doing here in just a minute is to, uh, what I just said about appetite, you guys are going to be able to serve communion to parents and mentors and adults or help serve communion at each table. So uh, I hope everybody here has an appetite this morning, a hunger for God, and you're welcome to come to the table. Before we do that, though, I would like to have you guys come on up right, right here in front, and we're going to do a, a blessing, and I want the mentors to come up, parents to come on up, uh, siblings, you're welcome. You don't have to. Yeah, right, right across the front here. And if you can kind of stand behind your son, daughter, if you're a mentor, kind of figure it out. And yeah, lay your hands on them in a good way. And uh, if we have, do we have room? Are we going to be make it work here somehow? Spread them out a little bit. Spread, spread out a little bit. Yep. Out to the side, just a tad. And uh, yeah, this is okay. So let's uh, let's just gather the best of our thoughts, our hearts to your hearts, from one generation to the next. Let's pray. God, Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, we pray a blessing. May the days of trouble be days that draw these young people to you for that place of safety, for that place where they can find rest. And then we lift their hearts to you and may you fill their hearts, Lord, with a desire to seek you, to look upon your beauty. And may they walk faithfully with you the rest of their days. From one generation to another, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, you're free to go to your seats, but I'm going to ask the confirmands to go to their communion stations where you'll be serving in just a minute. I'm going to ask Pastor Sharon to come on up, and we will direct you. Can I get the uh, confession up? So, uh, let's start or prepare our hearts for communion with confession. I, think, I do think it's good to stand as we confess. It kind of helps us focus. We've all got stuff. Our hearts are in need of cleansing. And so what I'm going to make it, it's going to be really simple. We're going to say these words together and they'll hopefully prompt things into our hearts. And we'll have a little, little silence after we say them and then I'll, I'll close this in prayer. Let's say this, this together. Clear our heads of lies and wrong thinking. Cleanse our hearts of sin. Forgive us for the wrongs we have done and the kindness we have left undone. We stand in need of your mercy and grace.